that Bill's hat that was missing? Urban Meyer put something up in the Gatorade on the Bill's sideline. There's no way he only scores six points against the Jags. I don't know what happened to Josh Allen, but letdown game, trap game, whatever you want to call it. We'll be back well, this week. The real Josh Allen on the Jags stepped up. Interception, sack. <laughs> He's the real MVP. <laughs> you know what's funny? What if Josh Allen actually misses out on the MVP because other people accidentally vote for the Josh Allen of the Jags? That would be impressive. What if the Josh Allen from the Jags hired a lawyer and says, I deserve the MVP. My name is Josh Allen. Josh <laughs> Allen got all the votes. I think those things are both very far-fetched and probably won't happen. We're, we're, we're reaching at this time for material. NFL huddle. We are, do you feel like we're in the lull of the NFL season? Just kind of this, I don't know. Is it November? I hate November. Well, if the you're a Niners and a Seahawks fan, you're in a lull. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> like, I have nothing to look forward to. These like weeks go by so fast. I'm like, oh, man, we got to see the Niners lose again. <laughs> Kittle's back. Yeah, Silver lining. back. OBJ did not list the Niners <laughs> the list of his final teams that he wants to play for. That's when you know it's bad. When he comes comes out and outright says, I want to go play for Tenders, and neither of our teams are on that list. Oh, OBJ basically says, you're not contending this year, guys. Figure it out. Great segue. Welcome to Big Ben and K-Win. I'm K-Win. He's Big Ben. And after Odell Beckham Jr. signs this week, we're going to be the best wide receiver free agents out there. Here's my <laughs> hot take. Well... Since he's not signing with the Niners or the Seahawks, I have to re reverse my hot take a little bit. But if he does sign with the Packers, Big Ben, does that make them the team to be in the NFC? Uh, do we bring the COVID vaccination into it? Yeah, get two pokes in the shoulder from Rodgers, yes. If we have to see Jordan Love play like he was a varsity <laughs> quarterback that just called up from DeSoto, Texas, no. My gosh, that guy couldn't throw the ball five yards. I mean, it was, I felt bad for him at one point. Like there, there was one point in me that just says he was not prepared to play that game. And it looked like Rodgers probably never looked, let him take a first team rep ever in his life. And he would, the game was in fast forward for him. So answer your question with Rodgers. Okay. Yeah. Without no way. No matter if it OBJ signs with them or not, but. That said, you're not throwing to Valdez Scantling anymore. Alan Lazard, those guys are okay, but or Randall Cobb for that matter, who caught two touchdowns a couple of weeks ago. You have OB, OBJ and you have Devontae Adams. There would be a shirt that would come out similar to Bill's one. It'd be Rogers, it'd be OBJ, and it'd be Devontae Adams and say, wake up, woke up feeling dangerous. And they would be accurate with that depiction. Have you noticed you've never seen Brent Hundley or Jordan Love at the same place in the same time? I thought that was Brent Hundley back at QB. He was overthrowing balls. Like, we, we can make light of it, but it just goes to show you the only way you can get better is if you get first-team reps and if you're in the game. But if anything, this just reinforced that the Packers can't start over with Rodgers if Rodgers leaves after the end of the year or even next year. They're a long ways away. 
without listen i i know i know you asked about obj and that's kind of the segue here but i feel i had this conversation with one of my my buddies i was like i feel like rogers literally is is like orchestrating this just to show his value to the Packers fan. Be like, look how good you guys are without me. Look at you guys traded up to draft this guy and leave me depleted at wide receiver. Like the least you can probably do is go get me OBJ and then I'll be happy. Like if if I'm listen, that that the ownership is spread across all the fans, right? There's some sort of like, you know, democracy in and around decision making. And there's like 26 fans that sit on this. I would pass the hat at the next game and go figure out how you can go sign OBJ so that Aaron Rodgers is happy, so that he doesn't leave you, and so that you don't have to live with Jordan Love as your quarterback for any outlying years. I think you're right. I don't think he got a, a fake COVID cast or injected himself with COVID, but this is playing out perfectly, right? He says, I want more say. You're not trading for players. You're not being aggressive. You're not doing anything. And oh, by the way, you drafted my replacement. Now we know his replacement is years <laughs> away, and they need to go out and get players to make him happy and to win right now because the window is closing. The time is now for the Packers. Absolutely. Nice. I'm all fired up. Let's get into the show. NFL huddle. Wait, wait. wait. I thought I thought you had like what if the Hawks or Niners side of Phantom, but we've already known that the Hawks and OBJ would be after be dragged to the West Coast. That ain't happening. Let me ask Niners, you a question. If the Niners got him, it would be the same thing in Cleveland. A quarterback who can't throw down the field. It's what Kyle Madsen said. The difference between Baker and Jimmy is Baker has dance moves. It's the same <laughs> system. OBJ would be disgruntled. Oh, and in Seattle, you got a guy that can't see over the line. So there's that, too. Okay. Hold on to that hot take. Let's tell our listeners how the show works for our first-time listeners. We got two parts. First part, Western Standard 6. Those are the six teams we care about. Niners, Ram, Chargers, Raiders, Seahawks, Cardinals. We're going to break down the highs and lows from Week 9. And then our second segment, everyone's favorite segment, the Pro Pick'em Partner. We have a special guest. He's going to come on the show, and he's going to pick winners. And he is Khalif Farms. You know him. He's a UW legend. He played in the NFL for 10 years. Jags, one year with the Cards, and Raiders. And now he is living in Texas. And he is still into football, and he's joining the show. He'll try to beat out Sean Salisbury. He's got nine out of 10 wins. That's quite impressive. But before we get into the show, let's give a shout-out to our primary sponsor, 88 Acres, Big Ben. Thanksgiving is two weeks away, but we don't need to Ooh. wait two weeks to tell everyone what we're thankful for. 88 Acres. We're thankful for seed bars, seed nola, butters, and much, much more. 80 Acres. It's healthy, delicious snacks. Go to 80acres.com, at 80 Acres on Instagram. Use our promo code when you do go online, WST15. Again, WST15. That's 15% off when you check out. Use our promo code and... Remember, this Thanksgiving holiday, 80 acres, seed bars, allergy-friendly dairy. They've got it all. Check them out. See, I, I can't speak enough to my mom today. My mom is, stays over at night, um, one, one night a week, just to give us some reprieve. We went to the gym. She took care of Kennedy. I came home. You know what she was just munching on? 88 acres NOLA. Just mm -hmm. 
straight out of the bag. Woke up this morning. What does she have in her yogurt? 88 acres granola. You know what I see here sneaking her bag as she's leaving the house? 88 acres granola. 80 acres. My mom even loves it. And she's a picky eater. All right, let's get into the NFL huddle. All right, Big Ben's breakdown. Okay. I'm going to break down one player. And what do they say? There's a saying around cornerbacks that if they say your name too many times in a game, it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. You want to be the guy that they never say your name because you never got beat, right? And if they do, hopefully it's around an interception. One guy who we used to say his name quite a bit for some of his outlandish behavior and kind of this, it, it seemed like he was almost, he was playing himself up, uh, maybe a little too bigger than his, his, uh, his bark was bigger than his bite, we'll say. Okay. But one guy who's backed it up this year and according to pro football focus, is the number one ranked corner in the entire league by a long shot, Jalen Ramsey. Now, Jalen came out of Florida State, claimed he stayed in state. And K1, hear me out here. Here's the reason I think I like, and we've seen Jalen mature a bit. You know when you're getting recruited as a college athlete and you look across this spectrum of people, and some people say, we need the kid to actually leave and go away from home because there's too much influence in and around here. You know, you might be hanging out with the wrong crowd in some senses, or he just needs to mature as a as an adult and go live on his own. I think that was the case because he got drafted out of Florida state, went to Jacksonville and he was a little, I would say outlandish in some of his behavior. Uh, he talked a lot more than say maybe one, one should he's come to the Rams and been a leader, like just shut down corner, shut up, do your job and, you know, take on the best wideouts. that game against with DK. God, you see him, he doesn't back down from anyone. And it's no. been a while since we've seen a corner like that. You go back to Revis Island. And here's one thing I'll say about the difference between Revis Island. I went back and looked at the, the wide receivers that Revis had to play against versus the wide receivers that Jalen Ramsey's going up against on a weekly basis. And I'll tell you, Jalen Ramsey's, the receivers he's going out, up against are about three inches taller. This isn't Julian Edelman. Jeez. <laughs> and, you know, the guys of the, the AFC East, right? Name a good Miami receiver in the last 20 years. There hasn't been one, right? Think of DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Debo Samuel's pretty good for the Niners, right? So what I'm saying is Jalen Ramsey's matured and probably the best cornerback, and I don't think it's close. Name another cornerback that's a shutdown cornerback that just pops into your head. Maybe Casey Hayward, maybe. And that's probably if you only follow the Niners. So I just got to give Jalen Ramsey his day. Uh, number one, like I said, it's not even close. According to PFF, his comprised uh, grade is 83.9. The next closest is Rashad Fenton for the, the Chiefs at 81.9. So, I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous what Jalen Ramsey's been able to do this year. And he's going to be a big part. If they do make it to the, to the Super Bowl, he's going to shut have to shut down to what you were saying last week. All the quarterbacks. All the receivers he's going to have to shut down. And I think with the addition of Von Miller, he might get a few more picks. You might see he his might. name in the box score. You might see his name in the box score. But you're so, right. When Jaylen he was Ramsey. in Jacksonville, you would hear about like, oh, he got into a fight with this receiver. He said something about that receiver. He's talking about his teammates. He's talking about his coach. He's come to L.A. You don't even ever hear his name. The only time you see Ramsey is when he picks off an interception and he's running back the other way. 
He's doing his job. Exactly. And you're right with Donald, Little Floyd, uh, Miller, and Ramsey. The Rams defense just got much, much better. I, I mean, is it, can we talk about one thing since we're on the topic of the Rams? Did you watch that game? Yeah. Kyle what was Brandt? Von Miller drinking on the sideline? What was Von? Because he he looked like he had a coffee cup with a lid on it, kind of odd. And he and I don't know what he was. Was it coffee? Some matcha tea. <laughs> Is that someone got him some kombucha? Yeah. <laughs> he looked a little out of sorts. I'll say that he he had something in that cup. But yeah, Von. Unfortunately, he didn't play this week. So. He uh, Let's start we'll, with the Rams we'll here. Kyle okay. Brandt said it best on the NFL Network. The Rams got curb stomped this weekend. Like, Oof. hear me out. The Titans came in as the underdog. No Henry. Adrian Peterson just came back from the retirement home in St. Petersburg, Florida. They throw him in, and the Titans dominated. The Titans have all these marquee wins. I wasn't expecting this win. And if you look at the defense, Rams defense we just talked about, it was the Titans defense. They pressured Stafford, five sacks, two interceptions, two interceptions in the first half where the Titans scored, and the Rams scored a season-low 16 points, Big Ben. Whew, it was not pretty for the Rams. I'll tell you this. It's kind of funny, right? So when you have a player like Derrick Henry, you generally as a team game plan for that player. Yeah. When he's not in, you're kind of lost, right? Anything, Everything's up in the air, right? You kind of tear up the playbook and say, we can't run the ball 30 times. We got to do something different. Yeah. That's There's, what no, I think there's no film the on Adrian Peterson this year. Exactly. Or Devontae Foreman or whoever, Jeremy McNichols, right? Like, we don't know what they're going to do. And I think that threw the Rams off. You know, professionals like the Rams are on defense, they study film. When you haven't studied film or you don't know what's coming at you because you don't know half the players on the field, like that's, I think that was the difference, and that caught them off guard a little bit. Also, the two interceptions from Stafford, and here's the difference: the proverbial curb stomping comes when you translate turnovers into points or touchdowns. That's what happened in that second quarter when you run three touchdowns in, boom, boom, boom. We all know that Sean McVay is undefeated at halftime when having a lead. Well, this time he went in with a what was it, twenty-one-six, twenty-one-three deficit, and that's tough to claw back from. So. Even if you don't have Derrick Henry just chewing up yards. So good win for Rabel. Yeah, tough one for the Rams, but Stafford's still an MVP MVP uh, conversation, in my opinion. He is. He came in, his back was a little sore. He turned an ankle, so let's hopefully he gets healthy for this week because they got a big Monday night game, a division game against the Niners. We want to stay on the Rams? Where do you want to go next? Let's go to the Hawks. Hawks won. They did not win. They did not lose. And none of them showed up on the police blotter. So very good at the Hawks. Um, the thing about the Hawks coming in is my, you got the pin pulled. We all saw the picture. Pin is pulled. Now, does the offense blow up in a good good way? Meaning like my friends use the term blow up like you blew up last night, dude. Like you were awesome. You, you know, danced on tables. You crushed the karaoke, you know. Or does it blow up proverbially like just it's not good again in some sense, right? So uh, we'll see what happens with Russ. I think 
I did look at the playoff race. So I'll, I'll admit when I called you out last week for looking at the playoff race. Yeah. The I think the last playoff spot is held by the Falcons seven seed. Mm-hmm. Four, the four, four and four, four Falcons. And that that literally made me say, I'm like, damn it, if the Falcons can make the freaking playoffs, like uh, maybe we got a shot. Like maybe there's a shot. So if we get Carson healthy, if we get back to full speed, I think that we could sniff the playoffs. Now, I think it will be telling what we do the next two weeks with Russ back into our future as old if we go 0-2. There's going to be some changes at the helm. If we nearly snip the playoffs, we might get one more year out of Pete Carroll and the aging crew. He's going to have to get a cane or something on the side line, but we'll see from the Hawks. We didn't lose. We didn't win, and we stayed off the police blotter. It's a win for the Hawks. That's all I got. You fell into the trap I did last week. Looking at the playoff hunt, I'm like, the Niners have played so bad. They're so close. And when I look this week, I think the Niners are in 11th place. I think the Seahawks are at like 10th place. And Carolina, I think, is in 8th place. And the Falcons are in 7th, so they added an extra team for the playoffs. It's so deceiving because I think you'll agree with me. The Seahawks and Niners have not played good football. But they're really like the Seahawks only one game out, and the Niners are one and a half out of the playoff, the final spot. It was the same thing with the Mariners and like same thing happened in in baseball, right? They added another wild card, right? Yeah. And there was teams like the Mariners that were sniffing the playoffs because of that additional wild card. Now, were they the best team? Did they play great baseball? Some would say for the Mariners fans expectations, they played phenomenal, but like they weren't a good team, right? They they weren't going to go far in the playoffs. They just happenstance that others around them didn't play as good and that might happen come playoff time you win three in a row who knows you could make the playoffs who knows all right article came out i want to leave you i want to leave you with this in the seahawks you couldn't have scripted it better you talk about rogers scripting out the season you know missing a game russ is coming back the seahawks need him. rogers is coming into town to play the seahawks and if they beat the Packers, a couple teams lose, all of a sudden the Seahawks have that momentum of getting that last spot. Russ saves the day, and Russ loves it, and he lives for these moments. A little early tell here, but I got the Seahawks win in Big Ben. Can you – you must know something I don't. Because if, if, if Rodgers is fully vaxxed, the Seahawks are getting waxed. Like there's nothing – there's there's no no ifs, ands, and buts there. You must know something I don't, because apparently there's a protocol, obviously, in and around Rogers potentially returning. I don't follow Twitter close enough to figure out what's right, what's wrong, who saw him to go into what clinic or not, or if he's taking a FDA-approved supplement that now clears him from all vaccinations. But you're right. I guess that will be interesting. Good, Good point. We'll find out Saturday. Rodgers can return to the facility on Saturday. He's showing no symptoms. If he comes back, he tests, I guess, negative twice, he'll play. But here's my thing. They don't get OBJ. It blows up. Russ comes back and leads them to a win in Lambeau. Go Hawks. Wow. 
Wow, you're in a good mood today. I know. You, you want to put mood, me in a bad friend. mood? Here's what will put me in a bad <laughs> Let's mood. Let's talk about the Cardinals and how they kicked the crap out of your Niners. Oh, you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, that game, everyone came in. Uh, okay, let's figure it out. We got Jimmy G. James Conner. Not one, not two, but three touchdowns. One reception where he made your entire secondary and linebacking crew look silly, like they'd never seen a cutback run in their lives, all fell over sideways. Uh, Cardinals just shows their depth. Chase Edmonds was around. James Conner stepped in. And Trace, Dose, Eno, Benjamin, out of ASU, product, hometown guy, got a touchdown as well. I mean, that's when you know things are good, when Eno Benjamin's getting TDs for you. Silver lining here, Ayuk looked pretty good. Jimmy G threw for over 300. Uh, You had Mr. Kittle back in action, six receptions, 101, 101 yards. Okay, here's my take on the Cardinals. Recent article. Recent article by ESPN. Do you feel like the Cardinals are always that team? Like, I mean, we follow them, but I don't, outside of Clancy, I don't get any, a lot of news around them. You know, it's almost like Arizona, you know, Washington, I'm close to California, but it's kind of, you know, they don't keep the closest pulse on them. But here's what ESPN had to say. This team is good, like very good. It has an offense that can score 30 points in a defense and that can get to the quarterback, force turnovers, and keep teams out of the end zone. Simple formula. Score a lot, keep other teams from scoring. That's literally what it's been like for the Cardinals. Yeah. And we talked about guys like Isaiah Simmons emerging. So I don't know if you watch him, but they had him against the Niners, I believe, or in multiple sets, where he'll actually spin out and cover a wide receiver, a tight end, one-on-one, on a short field, and can keep up with them like he's come out and played all pro football so isaiah simmons i think has been the difference for that watts down but still they're getting pressure to where you know buddha baker jalen thompson murphy jr make up for a lot of sins that happen maybe in the fast rush and kyler's kyler and he's they have a good team they have a lot of weapons prove their depth and they have them projected at going eight and one through the rest of next of the season would you take that bet? Eight and one. No. no, because they I think they'll lose to the Seahawks and I think they'll lose to the Rams. You like the Seahawks way too much today. I do. And you know what? Isaiah Simmons, he's the reverse Jamal Adams, because he can actually cover someone. <laughs> the, the, the reverse I like that. Great. Oh, we got six minutes till our guest comes on. I can talk about our Niners. And I'm going to tie it into Aaron Rodgers. There's been a lot of Aaron Rodgers talk. You might say, why? He plays in Green Bay. But he grew up in the Bay Area. He played for Cal. So we got to talk about Rodgers a little bit. Do you think Rodgers got got COVID from all the Cal players, too? He might have. (laughs) Sorry, I had to throw that in there. No, yeah, Cal had to reschedule their game with USC (laughs) because of COVID. So Rodgers and Cal football, and apparently a lot of people in the Bay Area, the big word is immunization. So Aaron Rodgers was immunized, which means he was not immune from COVID-19 because he caught it this past week. The Niners, many of them have been immunized. 
but they are not immune from bad football. They lost to Colt fucking McCoy, Big Ben. Colt came in and led the Niners, or excuse me, the Cardinals to win over the Niners. There's no Hopkins, no Watt, no Kyler, and James Conner, the Niners' defense, made him look like Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. He was running all over him, catching option reads. And I say all this to say this past weekend was daylight savings. We turned the clocks back. We, you know, we moved back. It got darker an hour earlier. The Niners, we need to spring forward. We need to move forward to Trey Lance. It is Trey Lance time. The Niners are done. Shanahan, you're back on the hot seat. K-Win and Big Ben put you back on the hot seat. We need to start Trey Lance. We need to build. That's a question I'm going to ask our guest when he comes back on. Niners are with that, With that hat on, did you just get off a, a, a Shanahan interview, perspective call with John Lynch? Is that no. what's going on? I like this red shirt. It was the only red <laughs> hat I have to wear with it. I love this spring forward. Uh, listen, I Colt McCoy looked phenomenal, by the way. I think he, he, like, he had a few rushes. He wasn't far from Kyler. Actually, he was pretty far, but I mean, they still won the game. I mean, he still beat the, the Niners, right? And, you know, that's how you know it's that bad. I wouldn't be surprised if Shanahan actually called him after the game and said, yo, next year, if you want to come in, try out. Hopefully. Yeah.